Welcome to Groove Therapy, the premier podcast exploring the intersection between live music and health and wellness with experts Dr. Leah Taylor and Tara Lee Weathers. In this podcast, you will learn how live music positively affects well-being through a combination of scientific research and personal experience from your hosts, favorite musicians, industry professionals, and fans like you. Also included are strategies to incorporate the benefits of live music into your everyday life. Hi, I'm Tara Lee, and I am super excited about this episode where Dr. Leah Taylor is going to teach us all about flow. But before we do that, let's just take a moment to drop in and arrive to the present moment. So if it's available to you, put your hands on your heart and close your eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose. Exhale out your mouth. Inhale through your nose. Exhale out your mouth. And one more in through your nose. And exhale out your mouth. And may the next half an hour be full of inspiration with little to no distractions. And so it is. And so it is. Hi, Leah. Hi, Tara Lee. Well, I am really excited for you. This is like one of your areas of expertise. And I'm so excited to dive in and to get a glimpse into your brain and kind of what you think about flow. Yes, I'm really excited to talk about this topic. It's been something that, I mean, I really got interested in when I was doing my research on live music because the flow state is absolutely something that is happening when we are at live music. I'm just also really interested in positive psychology and things like that. So the flow state really, as far as a positive psychology concept, is known as kind of like being in the zone So it's when a person is performing some activity that's like fully immersed in a feeling of energized focus. They're fully involved and they're really enjoying the process. The other thing about flow in positive psychology is that it needs to be like a little bit difficult for them. So it's not like an activity that you can do like mindlessly. It has to have some sort of a challenge. And there are all these like kind of things that need to be present for the flow state and positive psychology. So like while I was really interested in it, it never really felt like a thing that I could really fully talk about until we had the episode with Lebo. So episode 15 of yeah. the Groove Therapy podcast was Finding Flow favorites. with Lebo. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Lebo. The topic actually came from the shirt that he has. And it's this kind of depiction of flow in an image. And it has the circle of surrender and the circle of discipline. And in the middle where they come together, it has flow. And I saw that one day because he was wearing it and I was like, oh my God. And all of a sudden it just hit me that like, that is it. That's the way that I can understand and talk about and experience flow because I just felt like that was such truth. So since that episode, since seeing that shirt, I kind of do this thing where I like learn about something and then I apply it like it 
it covers everything that I see. Yeah. I <laughs> do you ever you do mean. that? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like once, once that piece was put together, I was just like, wow. So everything that I was looking at, I was like seeing how it related to flow in that, in that way. And what I noticed with a lot of the clients that I work with is that it's really finding that balance of flow that is so helpful for leading a happy and healthy life in a balanced and sustainable way, which is so important because the way that I work with people, I'm trained as a therapist, but I don't want to work with people for years and years and years and years. Like I want to work with people for a short period of time, help support them and really getting their stuff together so that then they can just go out and fly. And like, maybe they need to come back for like a tune-up, but you know, it's not like a long-term kind of thing. So this is how I want to talk about flow in like a way that is related to the things that we do on a daily basis, which is a discipline, but then also the surrender of being able to let go and really find that, that open state just to share a little bit of process for my own life. And hopefully this is helpful for the listeners too, because I feel like a lot of people start where they are really good at one or the other. Like they're really good at discipline or they're really good at surrender, but most people are not born to do both. So for myself, I was really good at the discipline part. That's kind of how I am. And I also see these two energies, like the discipline and surrender as masculine and feminine energies, because that also works for my brain to put it together and have it make sense. So the masculine piece is the discipline, the like getting the stuff done, the doing it on a regular basis, the showing up. And then the surrender piece is the feminine. And so I've always, I do identify as a woman, but I also have a lot of masculine in me. And just like my tendency is to like push and get it done and like make sure that it's it's all together and like I'm showing up even if I'm totally ragged. It's like, I got to do the things and doing things and I'm good at doing the things. So for me, my edge, like my growth was in bringing the, the surrender in. And I used to do that when I was younger with substances because that was the way that I, the only way that I knew how to like really loosen myself up from that grip of like, you know, doing the things and making sure everything was all tidy and things. So I would drink or I would smoke pot or I would do psychedelics to like, you know, really open myself up. And I had to rely on those things to like find that place where I wasn't holding so much. And live music too was that place where I like really got to experience that full surrender And in my process of growth and my journey, I needed to find more sustainable ways to be able to experience that, right? So it's like, I can't always just get it from the party or the substances. Like that was fine in my 20s or, you know, when that was just like part of my life. But as I got older, it wasn't as big a part of my life anymore. I didn't, I wanted to find another way, right? So yeah. I knew it was important to me. I just like felt the pull and I decided to get support around it because we all need support around things (laughs) that we're trying to grow into. Like we can't do it on our own. Yeah, no matter how hard we try. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. Which I was really good at trying uh, yeah, really I've hard. Tried my whole life, <laughs> I found out that's not the way it works. No, you have to surrender to the support. Yes. Right? It's like, let go and say, okay, I need some help here. So I kind of followed my intuition and knew that like I needed to to bring more embodiment into my life and like more feminine flow. And so I was called to this movement teacher who had this dance circle every month or every week. And I have mentioned this on the podcast before. I love my women's dance circle. And that was really the place that I really got to begin to bring in surrender in a way that was embodied and sustainable and like really began to work for my life. So for a couple of years, probably, I actually like really focused on bringing in that piece of surrender because I knew that I needed it to balance out my already masculine kind of ways, which were not getting me anywhere. It's like, this is the thing. This is why I think that it's so important to have a balance of the two that are working synergistically together, not just like, oh, I can do this discipline and then I can come over here and I can do the surrender. Like that's what I was doing. It was like most of my life was a discipline. And then I would like have to go over to the surrender because I needed it. Like my body craved it, but I didn't know how to make it into like this process that just kind of like flowed easily. It was like this and then this. But I knew that I needed to open more into the surrender. So I really focused on it and I brought it into my practices. So like in the morning, I would always do a yoga practice. And for a long time, I would get into child's pose and I would put my arms out, but I would open them up and I would say the word surrender. I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. And I would have this image of water flowing over me. Like I was like the water or I was a rock in the water. I had like this images of, you know, water flowing over rocks and just that flow and how I was just really allowing myself to surrender to that. Or I would say something specific, like if there was something that I was surrendering to, which control is also something that I just tend to like to have control and it was something that felt really scary for me to let go of. But I knew that it was something that I needed to do in order to experience that full surrender in a way that I was conscious of. Because before it was like I was not consciously doing it. Something else was doing it for me. So when I decided to gain control of that in a conscious way, it was like, okay. So using the images for me, bringing it into my practices was really important for me. And then also beginning to make an intention of bringing ease and flow into my life. And I would journal a little bit or I would just state my intention of like, today I want to experience ease and flow. Today I want to experience ease and flow because that was so different than what I was experiencing before, which was trying really hard and nothing really kind of coming together. So by really looking at the piece that I was missing and intentionally focusing on that, then I was able to eventually marry them together to where it was like, okay, so now I can dance with them, 
where it's like, I have my practices. And I will say, I think this is important to point out. It's kind of like what I was talking about with working with people forever. Practices that I do in my life and I think other people who do in their life, it's like sometimes you really need them, but you don't necessarily have to do all of them forever. You know, it's like you get to a point where it just comes naturally, you know, or like you elevate your mood to a new baseline. And once you achieve that new baseline, then you're like stable there until something happens and you need to do something to kind of come back. But that's bringing in neuroplasticity and just the way that our body shifts into different states. So neuroplasticity is literally like our brain is changing by doing these things. So by having my practice of going into child's pose with the the surrender pose and intentionally focusing on how I could bring ease and flow into my day, that was able to change my physiology into this place of, okay, I can open up to surrender. I can allow this to happen even though it felt scary before because it felt to me like a lack of control, you know, over time when you do something over and over and over and over again, it becomes easier. And that's how, that's how we change by that discipline of doing something over and over and over again. Yeah. I am curious about, so I am the opposite of you, which <laughs> we, all the listeners already know, but <laughs> I find surrender super easy And the Mm -hmm. discipline part is more difficult. So what would your advice be to the person who is the yin to your yang? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I would say about that, and actually I think this is an important point to make, the discipline makes the surrender actually easier. Mm -hmm. Because if we think of it as like masculine and feminine, like the feminine actually needs the safety of the masculine to be able to fully express itself. Yeah. And I think it depends on what a person thinks of when they think of discipline. You know, it's like, what what comes to your mind? Does it feel hard? Does it feel not fun? Does it feel like, how can you work with bringing that into your life in a way that feels a little bit obtainable or like, like you can buy into? Like, I know you've been talking a lot about and your accountability coaching about like making things fun for somebody who surrender is just their their natural thing. Like, how can you bring a little element of that surrender into the discipline so that your body can get that buy-in to where it's like, okay, this is maybe something I can do. And it's important too, to not, to just focus on a day at a time and to start super small. It's like, you know, when you're trying to create a new habit, which discipline creates habits, you want to do something that's like super small and super manageable so that you can get that dopamine hit of accomplishing it. And then that's going to give you incentive to do it again the next time. And it's that regular practice that will then be like, oh, look, I can do that. And actually when I do do that, then it allows me to even surrender even deeper. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the first two things on my list are wake up and poop. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I get to check off those things and I'm like, look, I'm so productive. And then I make my bed. If I don't yeah. make my list and check off those first two things, I'm way less likely to make my bed. Yeah. What happens on the days that you can't, that you don't poop right away? 
I mean, I'll check it off later when it happens, but I always wake up (laughs) (laughs) so far. So I always get at least one check. Yeah. And then I'm more likely to make my bed, which then I'm more likely to do my meditation practice, which then I'm more likely to do my workout, which then it just like flows throughout the rest of my day where I'm likely to do the things because I made, felt the dopamine hit of that. And it's Mm -hmm. so true what you said of like, thinking like the tasks that you have to do that you hate, thinking of like why you like it, even if it's the feeling you feel after can help you. Or if you could think of one thing that you maybe kind of like about doing that thing and focusing on that, or how can you make it a little bit more fun so you do like it? And it's bringing that surrender in. Because if you're naturally great at surrender, then bringing the thing you're naturally great at into the discipline, which is hard, makes so much sense. And like, you're so good at discipline. So it's like, okay, how can I bring discipline into my surrender? And then you find that flow state. So, ah, this is so like opening my eyes. Yeah, it really is about like the polarity. I mean, I'm just seeing life more and more as like the balance of the opposites, like, the masculine and the feminine or the surrender and the discipline and like where they come together is that super sweet spot of finding that flow where things actually are easy and they are really coming to you in a way that I don't know I just never really experienced when I was out of balance in these these two energies Yeah. This also reminds me, O'Teal Burbridge was telling me the Roots Rock Revival Camp where I organize all of the wellness and teach mindfulness and yoga at it. And he was talking about how to get into flow state. And he was specifically talking about these things and how for him, the surrender is what came easy. So when he was playing his bass, like closing his eyes and just like hitting all the notes, like this is before he really even knew what he was doing. He found that really easy, but then the discipline of practicing was really hard. But then he was learning that the more he practiced and was disciplined with that, the more he was able to surrender because he didn't have to think about where to put his hands and the notes because he had so much discipline around that and he was able to get to flow state. And he's like, I forget the amount of hours. I don't know if you know, but there's like mm-hmm. a certain amount of hours that remember, you need to yeah. Pra- yeah, to like practice something that you become so disciplined that it's easy for you to surrender and get into flow state. But it was like one trillion hours of practice or something. (laughs) Yeah, well, you become a master at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. It's like using those energies to support each other and like being able to know which one you are naturally inclined to do is really helpful because then you can, you know, like we were just talking about, like you can use those elements to help bring in the other so that it feels a little bit easier. And then by doing it over and over and over again, it just becomes this place of like where you're able to flow with it. So for example, in my life and in the people that I work with life, it's like, it's not always such a disciplined thing. Like let's take a morning practice. You know, it like, it doesn't always have to be all the things in the same order all the time. It's then you actually get to slip into that surrender with it where it's like, okay, what do I most need right now in this moment? That is the art of self-care. That's not the discipline of self-care. That is the art of self-care where you can have the ability to tap into yourself at any given time and say, what do I need? And it comes, it naturally comes up and then you can just go ahead and give it to yourself. Like that's what I'm trying to take everybody that I work with to because then you know what you need and then you're able to, to give it to yourself in a way that 
you weren't before because you just weren't able to flow like that. Yeah. I think you just gave the number one key to a happy life. That's all you need to know. (laughs) 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 We've taught you all that we need to teach you. I mean, that's what it's all, knowing what you need and giving yourself what that is. Right. But that doesn't come naturally to people. And that's why you need to get support on this because we're just not taught how to like find that balance of discipline and surrender. We're not taught how to check in with ourselves. Most of us aren't even taught that asking ourselves what we need is an acceptable thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) That's like such a foreign concept. Yeah. Just sharing how we're all so different. And I think so many of our listeners are going to, they're going to relate to me and the surrender is going to be easy. They're going to relate to you and find that the discipline came easy to them and that we all are different and kind of just putting that in is that just, this is like mind blowing to me and really helping. And it's like so funny because I do accountability coaching for people, but everyone I work with is fine surrender easy, which is why they Mm. they need the help from me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I'm like, whoa, that's like so mind blowing and like makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And it's life changing. And this is such an important subject and you're so good at talking about it and teaching it. It's so clear. Like, I'm like, I know exactly what I need to do now. Yay. That's another thing I really love to do. I like to, I love to take like really (laughs) complex concepts. Like this is what I do in mind body medicine all the time. That's why I love to teach it so much. It's because it's like, I don't know. I just like to break things into simple things because that's how I understand it. And when you can really understand it, then you can make it part of your life because otherwise like it's just a concept floating out in the air that you know, you may kind of conceptualize, but like, it's not enough to know something. You have to actually do it to make changes. So, and to do it, you have to understand it. Yeah. That's important. You're such a big change maker. I'm so happy we're doing episodes like this now. So people can really get to like know us and our expertise and getting this. I'm just like, I want what everything that you're doing. (laughs) I want to be a part of all the things. Yay. Well, you should come and join my new mastermind that is happening called Embody Your Goddess. It is a 12-week mastermind that I'm super excited. It's going to be starting in the beginning of October and run through the middle of December. And I'm going to keep it super small and intimate with only six lovely goddesses coming to play to learn strategy, energetics, and embodiment of flow really is what we're, we're going to be slipping into. And both like, how do you embody your own goddess? But then also how do you, you know, connect with the goddess energies that are out there and available for us to connect with and to be guided by. And I'm just so excited about this because obviously one of my passions is live music and how it's, you know, medicine. Another passion of mine is mind-body medicine, which really is an overarching, like that's how I see live music as mind-body medicine. Yeah. But another passion of mine is really like the divine feminine and how do we really connect with the divine feminine that, you know, we mentioned this in our last episode with Annabelle, like that's really rising in this world. And I just feel so called to to help with that. And the best way that I know to help with it is both to embody it in myself, because as she can be embodied, then she can come more and more out, but also to help other women who are feeling called to really embody their goddess side through either increasing their spirituality or just like finding that super juicy flow in their own life, really that 
the thing for me is this is what I feel at live music. Again, this was something that I only got at live music where I was like, oh God, I feel like such a goddess. You know, it's like, ah, uh, live music goddess. And then in my, the rest of my life, like I was not feeling like such a goddess. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> how do you, how do you bring that in? So it's just like more of a, a whole experience. So yeah, you put on your masculine power suit when you were in regular life and then exactly. you had your flowy goddess dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you're like, how do I put these outfits together? Exactly. And find that full dance where it's all embodied as one person as opposed to like separate parts representing in different places. Yeah. Well, how do people, if they want to sign up for this or get more information from you, how do they do that? They can go to, I think the easiest part right now is to go to my Instagram at Dr. Leah Taylor and to send me a DM with the word goddess and I will send you all the details and we can even schedule a 20 minute call to just kind of like see if this is something that's going to be right for you. But yeah, if you are looking for more magnetism in your life, a strong sense of direction and boundaries and alignment with your own inner goddess, then definitely send me a DM at Dr. Leah Taylor with the word goddess and let's do this. Like, yeah, do that. Drop what you're, everything you're doing and do that right now if you're into it. Yeah. Well, this has been really, really fun and exciting. And I'm just thinking if there's anything else that I have to say about flow, but I feel pretty complete. Yeah. I think you nailed it on the head. <laughs> so discipline and surrender. I'd love for you guys to just like take that and I don't know, see how, how you can just kind of notice those things in your life. And also it really starts with the awareness of like, what, what are you good at? What comes really naturally? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for opening our hearts and eyes and minds to the concept of flow. And I'm so excited to put that into my life in an even bigger way since having this conversation and I'm excited to hear from any of you out there how you are going to apply this to your life too. Yeah. So let us know. You can join our Facebook group at the Groove Therapy Podcast. It's really the best platform to like kind of post your own experiences. Yeah. So we'd love to hear what you have to say. Well, we will be back with a new episode. Tara Lee is going to, going to share some very exciting knowledge and experience with us in the next episode. So thank you everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. All right. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We so appreciate you. And if you did love this episode, we would love it so much if you could share it with at least one friend that you think might love it as well. So just send it over to them let them know what you loved about it. It could just be like, hey, check this out or one word about how it inspired you. Also, wherever you are listening to your podcast, if you could just click that follow button right there, that would be super awesome. That helps to let the platform know that this is a podcast worth listening to. And also, if you are listening on Apple Pod, if you could not only follow us, but also leave a rating or a review, it would mean so much to us. That, again, is how more people are going to be able to find out about this podcast. 
and really start to open their mind about the intersection between health and wellness and live music and why this experience is so important for our health and our well-being and our longevity. So again, thank you so much for listening. We are a part of Osiris Pod. You can find many more inspiring arts and music podcasts at OsirisPod.com. And if you would like to follow me, Leah, or Tara Lee, you can find us on Instagram. Tara Lee is at Rocking Life with two underscores, and I am at Dr. Leah Taylor. So come follow us there. We love you so much, and thank you again for listening.